My name is Ducks, and I've come to <laughs> no. trade. Welcome to Daycare Dittos. Oh, I knew where you were going with that one right away. <laughs> but I took it another way. Yeah. I switched it. The old uh, switcheroo. Yeah. Smoke and shadows. You bamboozled me. Yeah. I always hate it when you don't come here to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes when you fuck, you bring a partner. <laughs> and somebody is swinging in to the Daycare Dittos podcast um, super exciting. We've been hinting at this huge development every episode by shouting out the Every Effin' FF podcast. Oh, Our first guest. <laughs> Alex is here. Oh, hi. Is So you're saying that the uh, the rest of this, of this show has been like uh, an ARG of sorts? Uh, I like to see this as the end of season one. Or maybe okay. like the mid-season break. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like Chekhov's podcast, basically. <laughs> exactly. Welcome. Coming in for the last hurrah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, we're and very excited for you to be here. I've been catching up, and I feel guilty that like, every time you little, every time you shout me out, I'm like, wait, this was like months ago. I can't believe I didn't hear this. I feel yeah, so well, bad. you pay us, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> And also, you're really busy doing God. the homework for your podcast, which mm-hmm. blows mm-hmm. my mind how much goes into it. Um, it's we my just, own fault. We, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we could read websites, but you play games and pull audio, and it's again. Uh, we just wanted our viewers to know the every effing ff podcast. Oh wait, this is video. It, it's not. It could oh. be. Okay. I'm going to animate you said, it. You said viewers, and I was getting real worried. I was like, oh. Well, they're watching me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I got a live uh, periscope, but it's only on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> got to get those viewers. Whatever you're into, guys. Um, But let's start it off how we always start off every single guest. We want to know you from your journey with Pokemon. Oh, gosh. Um. I should have thought of this before. Um, it's better this way. <laughs> so I think elementary school is when I started noticing uh, the Pokemon card craze happening, and I didn't really know anything about it. But you know, being the awkward kid, I definitely wanted to get involved. and I had really no uh, reference point. I was like, I just want a card just so because everyone else had cards. But uh, somehow it spiraled into me just like becoming obsessed with collecting them just before uh, the inevitably banned them from being brought into the elementary school because of disruption and whatnot. Yeah, damn Nazis. Say no. <laughs> Cancel culture. If, if they think it's a new thing, but, you know, it's been going on forever. I forgot about, like, banning of fads in elementary school. Yeah, it was like them and, like, magic cards and silly bands and shit oh, like that. Oh, silly bands, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I remember uh, yo-yos were banned. Yo-yos. Yo-yos. Yo-yos became cool for like a very limited time. I think it was like post Beanie Baby. <laughs> okay. Like, and you could tell who the rich kid was because they're they'd have like the yo-yo with a brain. What? Like a like a like an uh, like a sentient personality inside of it. Yeah. It. They basically like a krang. Pretty much. It was like a <laughs> krang baby. Yeah. It was like yo-yo with a brain was the one where like it would come back on its own. 
which I guess oh. most yo-yos oh, do, yeah. but this is more like less... It's like a sphere, right? And on a string, kind of? It's a yo-yo. <laughs> no, 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 no. A yo-yo is like a cylinder on a string. This I know is like what you a mean. sphere on a string. Instead of like instead of like two like what looks like uh roller skate wheels side by side. Peter, don't be mean to your brother. I I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I vaguely remember this. It might be they look, my brain is imagining like one of those hop skip things though. Yeah, but isn't that cheating? Like don't like isn't a yo-yo not supposed to come back? You're supposed to like yeah, have the skill and do it yourself. Well, I think they <laughs> you, you throw it out. Tricks with yo-yo. It. Yeah, you throw it down. It it stays down there, and you throw it out, and you buy a new yo-yo. <laughs> That's no, but I'm saying you're supposed to have the skill to like you know maneuver the string or whatever to bring it back up yourself, right? Yeah, but not everybody so. can do that. And with this, I you can't. can do all sorts of like <laughs> tricks and stuff. You could like I swing around your works. ankles. Yeah, like oh, skip it. The brain basically allowed you to do more. I think it would sleep better. Like, you know, it would, like, keep moving Shit, longer. can I get that now? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a Tomagotchi on a string. It was basically, like, think about it. Like, yeah, you could do the old school, like, I used to yo-yo uphill both ways and just, like, go both. But it's kind of like, this is the pro model. Where, like, mm. let's say you're, like, an F1 driver. Like, yeah, you can probably do the course in a Toyota Corolla, but, I mean, if you're a real good pro, you're going to do it in your F1 car. So what you're saying is this is the type of yo-yo you'd see in, like, a Jetsons episode. Yes. (laughs) I think they banned them in schools because they had a brain and they didn't want them to gain (laughs) sentience. (laughs) Isn't it crazy that you still, like, ban books and then, like, we just get Pokemon cards banned? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I remember uh, having to read a book that my uh, my friend's parents wanted banned, and then I had to listen to him like yell at me for reading the f word for like a half an hour. <laughs> what book was it? Um, it was uh, what was the one about the autistic kid trying to solve the dog murder uh, <laughs> incident? Uh, oh, dog in the night time. Yeah. yeah. A Curious Incident, Harry Potter and the Curious <laughs> Dog Murder. Anyway, I'm sorry, Alex. Super no, fudge. it's okay. Um, I You just made me remember uh, some of my best uh, bragging rights as a Pokemon fan growing up. Um, I was, there was a very, I lived in like middle of nowhere, like Connecticut, middle in kind of New York-ish area too. Um, it was very rural, but there was a card collecting store that, uh, I was able to buy the Pokemon Southern Island set from them. Nice. Oh, Very, yeah. That was so good. Um, beautiful. And it was like, I think it was before, like, Gen 2 is still kind of, like, on the horizon. So seeing, like, Ladyba and Meryl and Slow King on there was, like, a big deal. Yeah, I remember salivating over those at Zap <sighs> Comics. Then it blew my mind. They were all part of, like, one image. I'm like, what? Yeah. It's great. Yeah, they but, were, like, uh, the first, like, premium cards that I ever saw. They're they're still beautiful. I'm looking at them right now in Google. Yeah. I wish I didn't sell those. My brother bought them for me for my birthday this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Then I uh, made enemies of like my best friend from like a few states away who mailed me two booster packs for Christmas once. I was like, hey man, I got like ten. Here's two, and they both had Charizards in them. Oh, oh. It was holographic. Oh. <laughs> 
is like just immediately calling up like, hey man, thanks for the good, oh, the good packs. Oh my god. He's, then he's I, sitting home with his Pokemon breeder, <laughs> imposter Professor Oak. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lass and an yeah. item finder. I made the dumb trade of like trading like one of those for the uh, the Chikorita Evolution like trio just because I thought they were even rarer like as they were in Japanese and it seemed very like even more special to me because I've never seen those before. But uh, I'm really kicking myself over those. I don't know where yeah. those ended up though. Well, it was nice to have you on the podcast. But that, <laughs> that hurts me too much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here and talk about uh, ducks. I guess. Did you mm-hmm. did you play the games? I'm guessing like at what I played point... the yeah I played the I didn't play the actual card game. I definitely played the even though I clicked the cards and I still don't know how to play the card game. Um, I don't think anyone really does. Oh, there's some people do. Me and Peter Dave and I play it one. Probably day. Dave. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I I definitely played the shit out of the um the Game Boy games. I think Yellow was my first one. Mm. Solid. And uh, got a uh, yeah. What was it? Got, got yellow then got red but never really played it because like oh it's just yellow but with less color yeah <laughs> and then got gold and then i went to the um the pokemon center like grand opening or right when i was still uh before it became nintendo uh, new york and rockefeller and that was really cool they had a big kiosk on the second floor that you can just like drop a cartridge in so you're and, part of history yeah i was one of the 250 people who got a celebi uh, from nintendo power that was oh, cool geez. holy <laughs> shit by any chance, do you still have that cart with the Celebi on it with no, a working battery? Uh, those those second-gen carts lost I immediately cloned it, though, fast. with that duplication glitch. Okay. So it, it became... The, 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 uh, the novelty wore off as soon as I had a whole party of Celebis. <laughs> <laughs> now there's two of them. It's... Uh, this is crazy to hear because you're one of the people who got one of the 250 that got the Celebi. And then we have another friend who will be on the podcast who has one of the Toys R Us giveaway Mews, where every store did a giveaway for one person to get a legit Mew with the original trainer, TRU. It was only one? I think for that specific giveaway it was. It was like the winner of a specific contest got it. And he was the winner of that contest that got like the one of the first giveaways. Because I know they also... I think later on they did more Mew giveaways, but yeah. Well, I can print myself a Mew nowadays, anyway. So. Yeah, but you got your uh, what are they called? What's the Game Shark? That's not really a Game Shark. No, I used the Trainer Flight glitch in Gen One. Oh, action replay. Action replay. That was the one. Yeah, uh, Peter's his own game genie. <laughs> <laughs> he rubs his own bottle. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just roll along the coast of Cinnabar Island and I find things. Maybe that's every time you see like a old guy with a um, metal detector going up and down the beach. He's just using the uh, infinite item. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I got flowers, seven rare candies now. <laughs> yes. But he's like pissed off that he had like a Werther's original in the wrong spot. Yeah. <laughs> so he just has to deal with that. But what's more important is uh, you have decided to come here for... One of the rarest Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I didn't really realize that until I picked it. I just thought it was a cute duck with a... I almost said it with a gun. He doesn't have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Pokemon. Galarian could have been way, way cooler. <laughs> no, you're talking about... If he was the, a Digimon, uh, absolutely. 
You're talking about the uh, the expansion for Sword and Shield Gun Edition, right? Yes, <laughs> that's what that takes place in America, I think. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> um. Yeah, you have but to. It's I, like I, Final I, Fantasy. You have to pay for every uh, time you go to the the Pokemon Center and heal. <laughs> my God. <laughs> yeah, oh, and you're paying that off for the rest of the game. You can't mm-hmm. even like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you hatch one egg, and it's like thirty five thousand dollars <laughs> in hospital fees for the services and like all the other. Yeah, like do do you think the the breeder, the daycare keeper, gets paid for any of that? I always wonder about this. Like the Pokemon economy. Yeah, the Pokemon economy is screwed. Yeah. This kind of leads into the Pokemon economy as well. Uh, Farfetch'd. But... So Farfetch'd was just a cute, fun duck. Do you have any connection to it as a kid? Was it one of your favorites? Or was you just like, you're just like, this is the one. I'm hopping on here. Honestly, there was like, it was a, s- a short list. And I was yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm always drawn to the... Um, in the first gen, especially the ones that just didn't have an evolution, they were just kind of these like enigmas. Yeah, you know what I mean. There was, I mean, didn't even have a counterpart like uh, Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee, mm-hmm. or uh, I'm trying to think of other like Tangela. Did Tangela doesn't really have a counterpart either. Magmar, Electabuzz. Yeah, there's always a pair, but Farfetch was just on his own, and uh, until recently, didn't, didn't have an evolution either. And I thought he was kind of interesting to study he's just a he's the most basic looking animal type pokemon except he's pro- apparently as smart as like a crow and now he can use tools he's strapped, he's strapped. I, was, I was telling peter before the podcast actually that when i was a kid like when i saw that farfetch didn't have an evolution i was like oh there's got to be something to this thing like there's got to be some like ultimate move or some like <laughs> because like if it doesn't evolve it has to be good like you know the pokemon that don't evolve are like you know scyther and stuff like yeah. oh yeah and then it's just farfetched <laughs> farfetched <laughs> he's just he's just him yeah he yeah. got his glory lit way way later so what yeah. were your favorite i pokemon? hope arceus has a like like a dinosaur version of him Mm. so what were your favorites as a kid um i was definitely drawn to cubone a lot mostly just kind of for the the tragic backstory yeah i I forgot about the i forgot where he is in the numbers i don't know if y'all have covered him yet not yet yet. i'm excited um sorry i'm gonna jump to my where's the pokedex you need to remember. I need to remember. Where's the generation? Do you want me to wrap it for you? <laughs> yeah. Just... <laughs> Electro, Diglett, Nidoran, Mankey, Vetasaur, Rattata, Fero, Pidgey, Sea King, Jolteon, Dragonite, Ghastly, Ponytail, like Boreon, Polyrath, or Butterfree. Catch them, catch them. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. You've all seen the Neil Cicerega version of that one, right? Uh, yes, and I think that's also thanks to you. Probably <laughs> posted it to the the Discord for your podcast. Oh yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I like was really drawn to. I definitely had like a stuffed Zubat at one point. I don't think it was oh. one of the fast food ones though. Uh, um, I definitely had... I love Psyduck growing up. I think he was one of the ones I talked to Creepy Dave about this. Uh, um, but that was the Rusty episode. It was one of the ones that I think I had one in one of those bouncy balls and you had to dig it out with your teeth. Not you had to. <laughs> this is what we all did. No, you had to. <laughs> Everybody chooses free. There's a, a vintage toy store. Uh, not too close to us, but they have like tons of old stuff. Like e- like if you want biker mice from Mars action figures still in the packaging, that's where <laughs> no. you go. 
uh, and they had a Vaporeon, was it, Sarah? Um, Still in the ball? In the packaging? I think it was a Vaporeon, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I, uh, should we buy it just to like open the packaging, take yeah. it home, and make a video <laughs> chewing it for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the thing the is that it was, was so good too. It was never a clean bite. It like it kind of <laughs> exploded in a little bit of like chalky bits and stuff. Yeah. You know, you could, like kind of scrape your tongue off. Yeah, but my uh, the school took away all my knives. So that's what, <laughs> what I was going to do. Oh, the dear. school took away all my knives. <laughs> the school sucks. School First Pokemon cards. Knives, Pokemon cards. Yeah. They came for the Pokemon cards, but I did not speak because I was not a Pokemon card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Cubone's a good one. Cubone's yeah, a good I love one. Cubone. Again, it's just I love the ones with accessories. I think maybe that's a thing. I mean, Farfetch's yeah. got his league. Yeah. Got Cubone has, I guess. I guess it's fashion. Even. It's it's called the thick club. Thick club. Cubone has his thick club. I've always thought he was. I mean, they must have this in the coding. You would know better than me that maybe Kangaskhan was supposed to be kind of related to Cubone in some way. Oh, interesting. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the, the, the fan theory. theory. Um, I don't remember ever actually seeing any concrete proof that that was the case. I but... feel like they could retcon somehow that Genghis Khan is actually just like a Q-bone without a tragic backstory. <laughs> um, I grew Ste- up. Steven might actually know better. He watches a lot of those digital gaming episodes and might brain stopped absorbing pokemon info after gen one so Mm. no yeah i mean as far as i know it's you know a fan theory more than like a concrete fact thing but it makes sense (laughs) like i mean they don't look too unalike right they got the weird like one one toenail foot thing yeah (laughs) they just had so many restrictions back i think the only thing that could possibly disprove it is i think possibly in the anime at one point it took its skull off and it didn't look like a kangaskhan underneath but like really possibly maybe i don't know maybe i'm just that's kind of wild i could be blatantly lying but i think it kind of looks more like the baby that kangaskhan holds yeah that's what i always thought yeah baby the yeah. baby. But, but then the anywho. baby comes out during the mega evolution, so. This is, we're gonna, it's born. We're going to lose so, sorry. all of our Kangaskhan ammunition. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm like, I'm, st- I'm, st- yeah, I'm leeching off of the uh, later episodes. I'm getting too ahead of yells. Uh, well, then you're going to have to be on those episodes. I can't. I already asked for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking uh, of leeches. This isn't a leech. This is a leak. Oh, a leak. <laughs> I guess you can pronounce leech leak. Yeah, I suppose. They're also the German sense. I tried to make a good segue. It just didn't yes. work. <laughs> what do they call them? Like uh, bunch onions as well in yeah. like, Japanese. Yeah, this bunch is onion. a crazy name. <laughs> yeah. All around. Kam- so what is it? Kaminegi? Kamonegi? Yeah. And that Kamonegi. Come on. <laughs> It means a duck comes bearing bunching onions. <laughs> like, what is that? I I tried to read into it a little it's, bit more, and it's kind of apparently some Japanese folklore. Um, it's a proverb, right? Something yeah, like that. Like yeah, it's like a saying, so, like an expression. Comes bearing onions. A so phrase basic, we use when something happens that's surprising, but also convenient. The, basically, the idea is like, oh, the duck 
for the soup is coming with the onion in its hand. So like the soup is making itself like, oh, this is so exciting and so surprising because yeah. it's so fortuitous that it's like, like a, and it, like you can use it in a situation where like you can take advantage of somebody like, oh man, this guy's such an idiot. Like he's a duck coming with a, an onion in his hand. Like I could basically yeah. like make a soup out of him. Like, it's like if I came bearing uh uh, fava beans and the nice Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you can just throw. I think the idea is that you throw the duck and the leek and the onion into the pot, and you just basically got a stew going, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got everything you need. And that's kind of the reason why, like, his Pokedex is kind of the way that it is too, because like because people can take advantage of him so easily. Like, there aren't many left. Oh yeah, they are supposedly like endangered and it's implied, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, it's also it's also implied that it's one of the only Pokemon that are eaten in the Pokemon universe. Some of the Pokedex actually entries go into that a little bit. Um, so it could be because, you know, we as humans are disgusting and like to eat, you know, poor animals and Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't forget the Pokemon like to eat each other too. All the That's time. That's very true. That is very, very true. But I I think this was kind of brilliant on on a game freak side this was a cool show not tell um part of the game where far-fetched is that saying the you know comes bearing the leek and an onion basically hey what's going on predators it's me (laughs) here's the bread just put my head down here and take a chomp um so humanity has basically hunted it into almost extinction um and on top of that in the game because you know it's like the dodo bird it's very trusting and very delicious only one exists Mm -hmm. in in gen one there's only one far-fetched total oh yeah that's why i always that's why i always call it uh spiro because i wanted i wanted myself a far-fetched because he could learn cut and fly. Is this when you get in a trade with an NPC? Yeah. In uh, um, Vermilion City, you go to one of the houses, um, you know, in the town proper. And uh, there's a girl, I think maybe her name was Alyssa. I don't know why that rings in my head. But she says, I have uh, Farfetch'd. Do you want to trade it for my Spiro? And then she says, uh, you say yes, and then you select Spiro, and she's like, connect the link cables like so, and then uh, the the trade animation happens. And I always like the early games kind of, there was a fuzzy kind of uh, connect between the real world and the game world in terms of how things worked and yeah. your relationship with Pokemon. Yeah, because people were still playing Pokemon on their um, Game Boys in like the um, Celadon City Mart, and uh, sometimes they'd be in the the Poke Centers just talking about, "Oh, look what I just caught!" But, but it's also in the real life. In the but real in world. that time too, I mean, look at like what was going on. In I mean, our we schools. had zoo books, so it's kind of like the same thing, right? <laughs> well, we were also <laughs> yeah. all playing with Tamagotchis and like nano pets. So like you'd have your digital cat, and you could ignore your normal cat. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> I think the name Farfetch as translation is really clever, but also kind of silly because it means unbelievable. Um, it's, it seems like kind of a more like uh, pessimistic take on 
the original the origin <laughs> you know like Kamenegi is like very like oh hopeful and up- yeah. has a very like optimistic outfit like oh yeah the duck with the onion is coming but Farfetch just comes off as like yeah bullshit <laughs> yeah it's it's the difference between oh this is good and this is too good <laughs> that's hmm. called localization <laughs> what is the uh, Chinese name just means scallion duck that's cute isn't it I would order that um this is the only pokemon with an apostrophe in its name oh right and so you can't rename it in uh, some of the older games i think right because it doesn't let you yeah. use the apostrophe if you try to rename it it won't let you like you could do it but you just can't select an apostrophe so it will never really be the the same name as it's supposed to be because i'm sure I, I don't know about you guys but i was not a nicknamer and um there were times when i accidentally pressed yes and then my Squirtle turned into a Blastoise named Squirtle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember um, finding out how to, like, undo that. It's just to, like, not put anything at all. I actually yeah. had to look up the rules for nicknaming because of Farfetch'd because there's so much uh, in-game drama about nicknaming a Farfetch'd. Well, because you can't rename it if it's not yours, right? So Yeah, so I had to look up those rules because, you know, like it or not, uh, like believe it or not, they change from generation to generation. Um, Because in the past, even if you caught a, or even if you traded for a Pokemon uh, that had like its like normal name, I don't think you were allowed to nickname it. Because the original trainer decided you do not need a nickname. Um, but I think in Gen 8, they changed it so that if you got a traded Pokemon that didn't have a nickname, you um, you still could nickname it because, yeah. you know, that's they didn't nickname it, so now you can. Uh, but because Farfetch'd has an apostrophe... Um, Specifically, um, I think the Switch is the first uh, generation to use like a different text editor, like the onboard Switch like text to to like uh, I don't know for some reason the way they uh, encoded an apostrophe in, in that game was different than the previous games. So whenever it saw an apostrophe, it just assumed that it was a nickname. And then also there was no an apostrophe in the first two generations, so you couldn't even name a far-fetched, uh, you know, far-fetched. So. I'm looking it up right now, and you apparently can't do that with babies either <laughs> in the U.S. Can't name babies. <laughs> you can't name babies with an apostrophe. Um, oh, really? You can't name your baby <sighs> far-fetched either. I thought you meant like you can't rename a baby. Like a baby if... Pokemon. Maybe a baby Pokemon. Oh, baby, baby Farfetch would be very cute, though. It would be. So I don't think I, I uh, described that accurately, but it made perfect sense in my head, and it's <laughs> actually very interesting if you've like played around with nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, nothing was cut out there due to internet issues. Uh, yeah, but like Welcome I was saying, to daycare dittos. <laughs> like I was saying. Can you have a period when you nickname your Pokemon? I think so. I think you have a a certain amount of uh, special characters that they use. 
Yeah, because you can use the male and female symbols, right? In yeah. some of the games. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. That's how you make a cool Austin Powers themed Pokemon. We know that. <laughs> My guess was uh, because Farfetch'd, of course, is only named Ducks in the game. And also the other Pokemon that you cannot nickname is Mr. Mime, who is only Marcel. So I thought if it was an easy way to kind of get around punctuation. But I'm also trying to think whether or not, because I know that way back in the day you had uh, character limits that were more restrictive. But I, I think... It went from like 10 characters to 12 characters and Farfetch'd I yes. think is a 10 character name. So it's 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 right there where it needs to be. 10 characters in the Western releases until generation six and then it upped it to, up to 12. Yeah, and then for uh, Japan, there was all sorts of, uh, I think it was like five characters and six characters. And that uh, if you actually traded a US uh, Pokemon to a Japanese card that it like all the text would be really spread out for some reason. Weird. That's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, they, they, they were doing a lot back then. With I wonder the, if it has something to do with like the font that they encoded into the uh, cartridge at that time. Like Roman yeah. characters just took up more space on the Japanese cartridge. Yeah, I mean, um, they were really, uh, we've talked about this in the past, like they were really pushing the envelope when uh, they realized that they couldn't fit uh, the Pokedex entries on like one screen. So they had to give the Pokedex entries two separate screens to, um, you know, to, to list the info. So there was a lot of like funny stuff happening way back then. They're pushing the envelope. Yeah. Um, speaking of pushing the envelope, Farfetch'd decided to be an important plot point in Gold and Silver, which I completely forgot about. That Oh, uh, oh uh, in the Ilex Forest? Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude runs off, and you got to go into the forest to save him, and then he gives you cut. Yeah. And it was oh, a yeah. nice little uh, puzzle. And you can use that cut to go to the slowpokes and <laughs> chop their fucking tails off. Absolutely. I mean, what else is HMO1 cut used for? Uh, the cutting grass. Did we talk about how you can cut grass in the original games? We haven't talked about that. Why did, would you? Did you guys know this? Yeah, I knew that. You, so this is something I did back when, if my Pokemon were on really, really low HP and I didn't want to die... If you walk up to the tall grass in the original Pokemon and use manually use the HM cut, it will wipe out that square of or a whole patch of tall grass. Yeah. I didn't oh, wow. knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like using wow. a uh, like a scythe in uh, like Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley. Just wow. Except it sounds it. like. If I recall, it, it seems like a much more time-consuming thing to do. Yeah, it's not really. But then you don't have it. to fight Pokemon. Yeah. I guess that's true. It takes way too many like. Yes, but me being a child and not buying repels because I don't understand how the game works might have loved that. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. That was my reason for it, <laughs> and it was also cool to kind of just do that. Like in in Gen two, they even had like 
very tall grass in the um Oh, where was that? It was like, like the, the bug catching competition. Yeah, area? the bug catching park above Goldenrod. And if you used cut on that grass, it turned into normal grass first and then into nothing. Oh. You learned the ability landscape in the Okay, so they, they could do all of that, but they couldn't get two screens for the Pokedex. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> um I like all the description of the leak and how important it is. It's basically like a cop, like, don't lose your gun. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's also not necessarily called a leak in the Pokedex entries. Yeah, it's they a call stalk. It a sti- yeah, sticker stalk. A stalk of an unidentified plant. They've used it, uh, the, the term secret essential stick plant in many Pokedex entries. Yeah, the uh, what the stick is seems to kind of vary from game to game. Yeah, because it's supposed to be a leek or a, an, an onion. Um, yeah. But with the characteristics of like a bow staff or a sword. <laughs> Just like but, a normal leek or yeah. onion. But well, also still edible. Yeah, you can snack on it. It's like a Slim Jim, but vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he, like, there's a point in this where it says, like, it has such a strong attachment to this leak that it will do anything to basically make sure that uh, it says it will defend the stalk with its life. (laughs) But but at the same time, it will eat it as an emergency food source. (laughs) There was so, one Pokedex entry that says that it couldn't live without it. Yes. And then they're like, oh, yeah, but it'll totally eat it. <laughs> I think and, they're being a little hyperbole there. Well, it's like uh, when you're in Antarctica, like, you would rather die than, like, eat your friend. But, like, some people can do it. <laughs> That's literally how I thought of it. Where it's yeah. just like, you're the only... It's like if the end of Castaway was uh, Tom Hanks eating Wilson. <laughs> what if he's like a financial bro and they actually meant stocks like the stock market yeah oh but animal crossing you know stole that oh yeah that's right they got the turnips yeah i like this entry that says farfetch is always seen with a stick from a plant of some sort apparently there are good sticks and bad sticks yeah yeah, i like that one too like what's a bad stick entail like is it just bad to eat or is it just like this is a piece of shit it's never looked for a good hiking stick it's hard right yeah it could be just a, a limp stick. No one likes a limp stick. Limp stick. That's true. You ever, you ever just walk biscuit. into the woods, pick up a stick, and go, this is nah. a good stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, why would you just stop at one, honestly? I, I That's s- true. Oh, yeah. man. That's the next evolution. It's like <laughs> he builds like an Iron Man suit out of sticks. <laughs> <laughs> He's Onion Knight. Pretty much. Part flying, part metal. <laughs> raining sticks down like hell uh it also says that they'll fight over the sticks so that is a very uh bird thing to do though yeah they fight over good sticks they're very territorial and these sticks are very secret too they guard where they grow apparently like there there are people out there who are in like the the foraging field who will 
like kill over where like truffles or uh, ginseng um, like veins are wherever those generally grow. So these far-fetched are doing the same with their essential stick plant locations. You want to see my secret stick? I'll never tell. (laughs) (laughs) I showed you my essential secret stick location. Please respond. Hold on. I got to go take a leak. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Pause it. (laughs) um i i think other than a crystal pokedex i thought it was very cute that they are realizing that they have overhunted the um farfetched and that they are now breeding them to avoid extinction i thought that was a cool pokedex entry um that's all i have for main man uh farfetched i got some anime stuff his um nicknames from the Pokemon games because he has a lot of different names that uh, he can be traded to you as. Lay them right. on me. So there's, uh, of course, uh, you guys have already mentioned Ducks, which is the Pokemon uh, red, blue, and yellow nickname that the girl gives you. Um, ducks, I actually found out, might mean leader in, um, in Latin. So... That's kind of cool. Um, my favorite is in uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green. His name is Chiding. Yes. C-H apostrophe D-I-N-G, uh, which sounds like uh, I, I don't know where that comes from. I was trying to look up whether or not that was a reference to anything, but people were thinking that might be like chiding or something, but it's only a guess. And then in X and Y, Sarah, you might know this one. You can trade, uh, instead of a Spearow, you trade a Bunnelby for a Farfetch'd, and his name is Quacklin. Yes, I did know this. <laughs> With an apostrophe. And he's actually used in the speedruns. Is that a regular Farfetch'd or? Yeah, regular Farfetch'd, uh, used because he uh, is. Uh, able to learn Swords Dance at a very low level. And Swords Dance, of course, is a very good uh, physical attack boosting move uh, used in a lot of uh, move sets throughout Pokemon. Hmm. I'd love Curious. to learn it. Yeah. Sword Dance? Yeah. Some Cirque du Soleil shit? Gotta be careful not to cut off your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's one oh, of those kinds of dances. Do you remember when Brock Samson got his nipple cut off? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, we, uh, Sarah and I actually watched the first appearance of Farfetch'd in the anime earlier today. I don't even remember it. It's, it's all about being an asshole yeah it was cute <laughs> basically farfetched um has a trainer who likes to steal shit from people because they can't get by without stealing shit That's um right. you know because he doesn't want to get a job or anything like you know like a normal person yeah. what <laughs> um, jobs are there though in the pokemon universe yeah i mean uh you know there's plenty he could help nurse joy or i don't know i mean at least he's kind of nepotism that's true that's true pokemon fan club chair gym leader yeah. ace trainer last yeah he could be a professor he could be a creepy professor that like preys on you know single mothers you know you could be a super nerd you could be a beauty you could be a breeder 
You can cut all the tall grass. <laughs> yeah, plenty you can do. Anyway, so he and his his uh his far fetched love to steal shit, and um they uh basically the far fetched is so rare and everyone knows it's a rare Pokemon that um he kind of uses he flaunts himself and he makes himself visible to humans, um and everyone's like oh my god a far fetched I have to catch it and they like kind of lure the people um, into these traps and uh, the, the trainer will end up stealing your stuff. So yeah, it was kind of cool. And then they ended up stealing stuff from team rocket, which was nice to see. And um, eventually of course, like a, a natural Pokemon episode, it ends in the trainer being like, Oh, that's wrong. Maybe I shouldn't steal stuff. Oh, okay. It was, <laughs> was kind of fucked up though, because like, so Keith, of course, like the douche douchier's name, he, he found Farfetch'd, like, within an inch of its life, beaten, like, to death. Beaten and he and raised eaten. it back to health. And he wanted to, like, become a Pokemon trainer and fly straight and stuff. But Farfetch'd is so weak that there's no other way they can get by. He basically is just like, Farfetch'd, you fucking suck, dude. And we'll never <laughs> live unless we could steal. And then at the end, Ash fights him and Farfetch kicks the shit out of Bulbasaur. And he's just like, oh, you can fight? It's like, oh, that's what that stick do? <laughs> and <laughs> like uh, at the end, they beat Team Rocket and he's like nurse. Uh, no, Officer Jenny's just like, listen, everybody got their Pokemon back. And because of that, they're like not mad. No they're one not going to press, press charges. charges so. yeah. And he's like, cool, guess I'll uh, just become a Pokemon trainer now. But like in the beginning, she's just like, yeah, there's like a fucking somebody in the woods preying on people. And then they meet him and it's just like, oh, he says no harm, no foul. Like, it's just super shitty. The judicial system in uh, the Pokemon anime is very blurry. Yeah. I know. There's not much that goes on. Not much. I mean, yeah. You mean like our judicial system? Yeah, you know, it's just, but they do even less. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a flow chart where it's like, did you do a crime? Yes or no? Yes. Did you really mean it? If it's no, then it's like, ah, a little scoundrel, you little, and if little it's, scamp. It, if it's yes, then Lance's Dragonite hyper beams you through the chest. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it reminded me of another job that Farfetch'd is useful for, which is uh, in the Ilex Forest, of course, he's used to chop down trees for charcoal. So, Charcoal? charcoal. In the trees? Yeah. Yeah, they make charcoal out of the trees in the Ilex Forest. Oh, they, 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 burn, the, they burn the trees, I guess? Yeah. Okay. So. I thought the charcoal just came straight from the tree. I'm like, there seems to be something missing here. <laughs> yes. You get a team of Fire. like a... Yeah, like a fucking Growlithe and a... And a chading, and you're good to go. Yeah, you could just be a charcoal boy. Yeah, yeah. that's all it takes. But you think like it's a sellout thing for that far fetched because most like let's say what do you use a charcoal for? Barbecue. Mm. Think of all the different Pokemon that we know are eaten. Which one would most likely be barbecued? <laughs> no, that's activated charcoal for uh, oh, for ingested poisons. Yeah, no, it's for like face scrub and stuff like that. It's for your skin. Yeah. Uh, we really wanted to do one of those charcoal masks, me and my buddy, as just like we were hanging out for the weekend. Like, let's do it. It'll be funny to take photos of. And he's just like, 
uh, every time I see those, I always just think it's a way of people to get away with blackface. And I was like, oh, <laughs> my God, I've never thought of it that way. Well, and, I think the, the, the label on the box where it says black face mask oh, <laughs> gives you like yeah. a little heads up. Yikes. Is like, hmm, why do they make it this color? <laughs> I'm anti charcoal face mask now. Hmm. Um, Official also, stance of the pod. Also in the anime, um, Ash, you know, our main man, he gets a Galarian farfetched. Yeah. I watched that scene. It's just pretty today. dope. It was like a. I, I kind of love the just the personality difference between the Galarian um, in the in the anime because like for a while Farfetch just like they they come off as just normal ducks, but this one just seemed like a real big chunky boy. Yeah, I don't it's get like, duck Farfetched. Yeah. <laughs> like, come get some. Well, there's like a sixty pound difference between them. Oh well, is it how much of it is the leak though, and not the duck? So, mm, so point. regular farfetched is thirty three pounds. Galarian is ninety three pounds, and it's not any bigger. They're the same size. I, so, I guess I guess the leak. And then on it, not to you know skip yeah, ahead or anything, but surfetched also same height, much heavier. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's uh, kind of so. fucking crazy that they do anime rules, but like <laughs> not like. Of course, it is an anime, but it's kind of like the reason a Galarian Farfetch'd is so much heavier and stronger and a fighting Pokemon as compared to the regular Farfetch'd is that the leaks are so much bigger and heavier in the Galarian region. It's like mm. when like Goku takes off his like weighted pants and shirt and he's like faster. <laughs> Rockly. Yeah, he's basically Rockly. Well, uh, the original Farfetch, the regular Farfetch, the one Pokedex entry does say that like they don't all use their sword, they're the the leak stick the same way, and that they have seen several distinct styles of fighting, uh, uh like emerge. So it kind of then makes sense that in you know the Galar region, like heavier, you know, stuff that you got to be stronger. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a really awesome. And then I thought this was cool too. I didn't realize this, but the leak is like the national symbol of Wales. And yeah. isn't the Galar region? Um, yeah, it's Scottish based, right? Uh, I think it, it's supposed to encompass all of uh, the United Kingdom. But that makes sense. Like, yeah, the um, it's just a clever kind of uh, nod to the the regions there. That they're mm-hmm. kind of making reference to, like, what is it? The giant, what is this? A giant Musselberg uh, leak, which is like a freaking size of a baby's arm. It's huge. A Musselberg leak. Wow. I yeah. never thought about using that as a weapon. <laughs> a, a baby's arm. I mean, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I could imagine my grandmother cooking with a leak or something, and just like getting pissed at us as kids, and just like taking it instead of like a chunklet that she would use you just use a big ass leak and be like yo stop what you're you know just stop being an asshole that's like a size of lightsaber <laughs> yeah yeah you know yo, when... y'all remember leak spin i was just uh, thinking about leak <laughs> i could sing it <laughs> so the, i forgot the actual song that was but it's like a little dutch song the uh polka the <laughs> leaven polka or something like yeah. that yeah something like that with the lightsaber thing, uh, Steven, you saying that they have different ways of using it. I was thinking of like, you know, the the different stances, like somebody has their leak and they're using it. How like Count Dooku holds his lightsaber <laughs> versus like 
a different stance. Somebody like yeah. Darth Maul's it. They got like double sided leaks. Twice the pride, double the fall. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading the the Wheel of Time, and uh, a lot of the sword masters have different sword stances, and they're all ridiculous. Like uh, Herod plucks the the plum, and he was using uh, dragon on the loggy mount, and the other swordsman was using. Uh, Doggy tr- uh, in the trickling bush, and the other and swordsman. All of those things mean stab the guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's like a a far fetched equivalent of the ninja, the Ninja Turtles, where they have they're all leaks, but they're they're still the same weapons as the Ninja Turtles would have. If that was that's awesome. Kinda, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like you the know, staff one and the uh, the Kai or whatever. The, what are those things that are the forks? I forget those are called. Oh yeah, the Sai. The Sai. The Sai. Yeah. Um, little leak sigh. The far-fetched and sir-fetched can use a held item um, to boost their crit rate by two stages, but so in dual uh, wielding, yeah. Mm-hmm. In Gen One, uh, in the first couple of gens, it's the the item is called the stick. Yeah, <laughs> it literally says like, just throw this away. <laughs> yeah, it's a but it'll die. We've heard before, though, right? So you don't want to take that from it. Yeah. It'd be and funny then, if you just immediately picked another one up. <laughs> you always have a stick. Yeah. Um, and then in uh, subsequent generations, it's uh, been renamed from stick to leak. So. Yeah. Cool. But that crit rate is necessary for Farfetch'd. Oh, yeah. This is something that blew my mind. I didn't. Uh, I have the shield, so I have Corsola instead of. Uh, uh, far-fetched so I didn't know that to evolve a far-fetched a Galarian far-fetched into a sir-fetched uh, you have to score three critical hits in a single battle yes this was very yeah. annoying for me on in, a uh, in the game March night uh, while the wind is blowing south and, yes <laughs> uh, <laughs> you gotta make sure your switch is upside down yeah. And right when he does the final move, you have to spit right on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it took me so long to get a surfetched. It was ridiculous. I can't imagine. Like, I can't imagine it ever. Was... Even, like, it, honestly, it would probably evolve and I would be like, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, like, exactly. Was it the level? Like, what yeah. was it? Yes. What a smug looking motherfucker. Yes. Yeah, he's dope looking. I think he looks excellent. You know, and, and just to that go almost back wasn't to what, we... what he looked like. Oh, no? What? No. If you guys check your text messages and or Instagram messages, I just sent you. Oh, that's a um, penis. Madden. <laughs> <laughs> no, the other oh, photo. <laughs> oh, wow. He's, he's also majestic. It's called mm. Madam. 22 <laughs> years before Surfetched was Madam. This was wow. supposed to be the evolution in gold and silver. Um, another scrapped Pokemon. It was supposed to evolve at level 24 from Farfetch to Madam. I love it. Oh, is she got like a, a dominatrix? Yes. Oh. It's got the little ball yeah. at the end of his leak and it's got like a the fancy mask feathered on. mask. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it kind of looks like her hand is going like, I don't know. I, I can't, you guys can't see me right now, but like, I don't know, doing that like fancy. She's doing guys. the Splatoon uh, Callie and Mary thing. Yeah, yeah there she is. Stay off I, the hook. I feel like this would be like kind of a Stay cool, um, what was it? Um, like 
how Ralts turns into Gallade right. or um, whatever. Gardevoir. Gardevoir or Gallade, yeah. Yeah, but. Well, it would make um, sense because Sir Fetched is weirdly gendered. Kind of like yes. Mr. Mime. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes, 50 50. Can be male or female, but named Sir Fetched. Yeah. No wonder they're endangered. Oh, but yes. the uh, the Japanese name I thought was better because um, instead of Kamono uh, Kamonegi, it's uh, Negi Giga Knight. <laughs> Love it. Love so it. it's literally just Onion Giga Knight. <laughs> Love it. I did a lot of research into um, for you, Alex. Uh, Final Fantasy related the Onion Knight. Oh yes. Most so. hardest uh, final weapon to get for Lulu in Final Fantasy X. Yeah, They're not worst. worth it. So um, <laughs> those episodes were like just listening to them. I was just like, I just stop, guys. You just <laughs> like it was. You guys were in pain. I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? Were you there when uh, Carl would be streaming and like with with Sarah? Um, yeah, on Frostbite Fries. Like, hey, um, maybe let's do some lightning dodges. Yes. <laughs> I was there for the light, and he's like, oh, I got really good at him. And then he's like, yeah, I'm, I could blow through it. And it's like watching like, paint dry, except you get punched in the dick every few times. Yes. <laughs> well, sounds like a good time to me. Um, anybody else do any research into the term onion night, though? I thought about it, but I thought you would do it. So okay, good. It for you. So, yeah, Sir Fetch's Japanese name basically is like, you know, onion night or referring to onion night. And of course, I knew Onion Knight first from Final Fantasy X, Lulu's um, Celestial Weapon. Uh, also, or, also in Game of Thrones. Yes, also Game of Thrones. Also oh my in, gosh, yes. Davos. Also, also yeah. in Dark Souls with yep. the, um, what are those Sigmire. guys? Sigmire, yeah, Sigmire. Yeah. Um, and then also, I think a uh, class in Final Fantasy IV. Three and maybe other Final Fantasies. I think that well. was like the first time that jobs were introduced into the games. Um, yeah, we have not gotten there yet. Yes, and Shrek is kind of like an onion knight. Exactly. <laughs> He's a knight, so, and he has layers. Yeah. So uh, basically, uh, this might refer to another Japanese idiom called the Onion Life, uh, which. Um, it, it's going to be hard for me to explain because I don't necessarily get it, but like the saying basically is like, oh, I'm living the onion life, peeling away one layer at a time and crying all the way. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Oh, that's excellent. Mood though. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's another um, saying also, um, which basically translates to like, oh, that person knows his onions. Which basically means, like, uh, yeah, he knows how to do stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's uh, that's the onion life, or like uh, to know one's onions is basically just like a like a like a scrappy knight that that basically you know fought a hard life and is just scraping by and you know learned his uh, his knocks through you know doing shit the hard way can farfetch learn fly or surfetched i don't know about surfetched but farfetched can it seems like his hands are kind of full yeah he does get one really cool move 
Oh, yeah. You want to talk about his signature move? You're talking about Meteor Assault, that one? Yeah. I mean, honestly, all I know is the name, and I was, like, sold. Like, Surfetched is the only Pokemon that could do Meteor Assault? Oh, yeah. okay. So it's the only physical fighting-type move that, can, that, that does not make contact, and it's tied with Focus Punch for having the highest base power of all fighting-type moves. It's pretty dope. It's yeah. pretty cool. And basically the move is like the user uh, attacks wildly with its thick leak. Uh, oh, thick, yeah. thick leak. Uh, but um, the only caveat is that the next turn it can't move because it has to recharge. Mm. Yeah, it's like a uh, fighting uh, hyper beam. Mm. Or I guess not hyper beam anymore. Get big giga impact. Yeah. 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 It, it only has, a, period. It yeah. Only has a 5 PP. Well, that's really all you need. <laughs> Five thick PPs. Yeah. Thick also, PPs like, for its thick leak. Why are you going to want to move if everyone's already fucking dead? <laughs> yeah, that's your finisher. Yeah. It's uh, like this would be a signature move back when. They don't really throw that out anymore. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I mean, uh, Galarian Slowbro and Galarian Slow King got two uh, signature moves as well. So I guess they're trying to bring them back. Yeah, they, they, yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's cool when uh, Pokemon have their own moves. Yeah, there were some weird signature moves back in the day. Like I remember that Sea uh, King was the only Pokemon to learn Waterfall in Gen One, hmm. and that like blew my mind. You know, it blew a lot of people's mind. Um, Surfetch before it came out. Yes, yes. It was a I was gonna go into this pixelated sideways rotated <laughs> yeah. lewd. It was yeah. this is like the showering sims. Yes. Yeah. And it was until It'll... we could mod it to finally see this boy naked. The problem yeah. for me is that I always have known what Surfetched looked like. So when I saw that image, I was like, that's obviously a Surfetched. But I know that, like, originally it probably would have driven me mad, you know? Yeah, I remember it. I remember trying to figure it out. And um, when you also clicked on it on the website, it made a it, it had a Rotom's cry. So it kind of, like, threw people off. But they mm. did that apparently to, um, to like, I, I don't know, like, mimic data corruption yeah. Or something like that. Oh, yeah, it is a gift that's kind of spazzing out a little bit. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, it's, so. it's, they were basically saying, oh, we were going to show it to you, but <laughs> that pesky Rotom got into right. our servers again. <laughs> this is like if J.J. Uh, Abrams had like an ARG about a Pokemon movie he was working on. <laughs> Pretty <doing> much. <laughs> but people lost their fucking minds and loved Surfetched. Um, it didn't raise Farfetch'd stock at all. So... What, like investment? Well, in the rankings of favorite Pokemon. So we go through the Google-based 2020 favorite Pokemon as uh, voted by the fans. Surfetched was the 11th favorite in all of uh, the Galarian gen and 85th overall of all 900-something Pokemon. Not bad. Um, But did not make it to the top 30 in this year's yes they did one this year it was only done in japan but i looked and he fell off the list and to amend the magnemite episode magnemite the apple eating no mouth electric boy number one most popular kanto pokemon in japan (laughs) for 2021 i guess that explains the video yeah 
and number five overall. Wow. Number one overall Pokemon of 2021, as voted by the fans in Japan, Dedenne. Get out of here. Which was Greninja for us, for the U.S. Dedenne is the Pikachu clone. Yes. Yeah. uh, It's fairy type. What generation was that? X and Y, I guess. Yes, X and Y. Uh Uh-huh. I was wondering. A lot of merch has been coming out with Dedenne, so. I mean, it's cute, but it's a poke. It's a Pikachu knockoff. Yeah. I remember that he was very popular, uh, like several years ago, because somebody made like a, like a music video with him in it. So the voting for this, it was uh, revealed February twenty sixth of twenty twenty one. I'm a little late. This was only in Japan. It looks like and. The top 10 is fucking nuts. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Greninja was number one here. The Pokemon that we think are cooler, interesting, Japan could give a fuck about. Number one, (laughs) number one is Dedenne. (laughs) Number two, Chinsino. What? Okay. That's the second evolution of Mincino. It's basically like a fur coat of the Pokemon. Number three, a Pokemon I've always loved and love to see it. Sabalai. Okay. Four. This is weird. Snivy. Perfect. I love that. Five. Magnemite. Are they going off like Google Analytics or something? Or is it like no, a survey? People voted. Six. This is like the census they must they must send out, right? Swadaloon. Yeah. You gotta fill out your Pokemon census. Swadaloon. Swadaloon. Seven. Pikachu. Six <laughs> <Same laughs> legit. Now this yeah. is what it gets like shit. I'm just like, what? Eight. Buzzswole. What? <laughs> that thing is an abomination. Buzzswole is like oh, the naked man mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it so much. It doesn't even look like a Pokemon at it all. Looks like it looks a like a Digimon. It looks like a My Hero Academia character. It does. Technically, he's not a Pokemon, but an Ultra Beast. And yeah. It's slightly different. I mean, it's... Mm, yeah. Nine. Oh, my gosh. Oshawott. I'm sorry, Aww. I just found a picture of Buzzwell sucking the life out of a Snorlax. Oh, stop. That's not fair. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Is this oh. depressing or sexy? <laughs> I mean, it's from the anime, so it, I guess it's real. It's kind of disturbing. It's, you know, the, the uh, Snorlax is like all deflated. Oh. It's like a imperfect cell when he first. Uh, yeah, it's like watching of- the androids get eaten. Mm. Oh, this is awful. I hate this. Oh, my. <laughs> well, Alex is sending me uh, Buzzwole erotica. <laughs> oh, nice. Instagram. Um, Man, like, I don't understand. There's erotica for for, for Buzzwole? I mean, come on. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, look at this. I'm number nine. Some, uh, I think I've seen number some 10, Flygon. People like Flygon's bugs, I guess. Cool. Flygon is so cool. Uh, that's all right. It's weird though how it like needs a mega. The evolution is kind of weird to me though. Yeah, from trap inch to that. I mean, yeah. I yeah. once, uh, when I uh, was dating my first girlfriend, I beat her entire team with a trap inch and a shuppet, and she didn't talk <laughs> to me for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> but just think about how different Kanto is now. Here's the top five Kanto Pokemon. Magnemite, Pikachu, Charizard, 
Evie Bulbasaur. Yes, Bulbasaur. <laughs> All right, there we go. Okay, I'm number just, six. I'm, I'm just gonna go to ten. Popularity. I'm gonna yeah, have me too. Magikarp. Yeah. Venusaur. Okay, okay Sarah. Volpix. All right. Wigglytuff. Arcanine. That is very bizarre. Yeah. Why is that bizarre? There's not a bad Gen One Pokemon. No, but like Wigglytuff, Wigglytuff? versus Jigglypuff. Yeah, or even honestly, Clefable. Yeah. <laughs> Jigglypuff is twelve. Wow. Okay, guys. Caterpie is 16. <laughs> okay. Caterpie, no, Vaporeon, and Gengar. Oh, my God. No. This is rigged. No, it's Cat- just Japan. They Cat- just know more. <laughs> Caterpie's so cute. It is cute. I, I, yeah, I guess so. It's I, just I totally agree wild. with all of that. It's just fucking wild. We could do a whole... Yeah, like a giant... We could do a whole whole thing about it. But like with us through the worldwide one, like the top three were Greninja, Lucario, Mimikyu. So it's Boring. like tough Pokemon that Ash had that kids like, one for furries, and then like a spooky one that everybody kind of likes. Yeah, because Mimikyu is perfect. <laughs> and then Charizard is number four, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just what I wanted to say, that Galarian, Surfetched, well, there's that's the only kind. Surfetched is a, a, a favorite boy. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, his well leak deserved. is sharpened to a point, and his shiny is gold. Yeah, his shiny is dope looking. Yeah, he himself is um, a beautiful color of white for potentially two reasons. Uh, it could uh, it's a white knight. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could be referred to as uh, a white knight. Also, uh, the white knight made popular by Sir Lancelot Duloc of the King Arthur's Knights of the Round, also a Final Fantasy. Knights of the Round table, actually. Yeah. Uh, I know nothing about the Knights of the Round table uh, or Sir Lancelot, but I was actually looking at all the, the, the names of the Knights of the Round table, and I realized... Farfetch'd is not one of them. <laughs> no. I just realized how many knights' names and how much like pop culture comes from that tale that I know nothing you should, about. Uh, you should play Sonic and the Black Knight because it's all about that. So you could learn a lot. Wait, <laughs> all right, I've been. Does Sonic yeah. get pregnant in that one? <laughs> is that uh, the no, one but, where I get to see Sonic's feet? He needs, an, he needs sure, an heir somehow. I'm pretty sure that game was part of a larger Sonic like. Creative universe, no, because it was like part of a series of games that were like very like cinematic, and Sonic was traveling to different worlds and stuff. Um, Hmm. I don't know, but yeah, Sonic and the Black Knight, great game. Uh, Not at all, actually. It's very bad. What if Sonic was a grill? (laughs) Didn't you already do the uh, the um, April Fool's episode? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We did it on a. Uh, I was thinking about that for this year because we did it on playground rumors, but we should do it in for a Valentine's Day episode because Sonic is so hot. <laughs> he cusses. Yeah. He, he kisses human women. Yeah, just like Ash kisses Pokemon. Uh, something weird about Legends Arceus. Uh, they. I oh, watched a video recently where apparently there was a pokedex entry in one of the gens that says way back when people and pokemon learned to live in harmony at some point and even marry each other oh (laughs) 
So, so okay, all that, all those Gardevoir marriage uh, fan yeah. art are pretty accurate then. Yeah, Chikorita loved Ash, and Ash kissed a Latias once. So, well, what <laughs> if humans evolved from Pokemon? Ooh, that's an idea. Uh, Pokemon potentially came from space. I think that's well, what. Okay. Science I, leads us to believe. I evolved yeah, but... from a Garbodor. <laughs> 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 and to guard of war, I shall return. No, Garbador. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very different. Very different. Uh, so what, oh, do, what else wait, do wait, we wait, have? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah? Um, also, the white color might also be a reference to the Peking duck. Um, the, Not the cooked Peking duck. Yeah. Just the, well, I guess also... I mean, you you cook that type of duck as well, but yeah, it's the the kind of duck that you see with like white feathers. Um, mm. Apparently, in uh, there's the American Pekin duck uh, is commonly known as the Long Island duck because apparently that's where a lot of the looks uh, like a short goose, a short swan. Yeah, it's where a lot of them are uh, bred for human consumption. So, yeah. The only other thing I have is that um, its nature is very calm and collected, and it prefers to fight very fairly. But uh, once its leak withers and kind of rots, that it'll retire from battle for good. Yeah, I oh. hope that happens with me too. <laughs> I just realized looking at the art for uh, Sir Fetch that because uh, I was like, where does that shield come from? And I realized that he probably peeled it from the sword because. The leak in the previous evolution is green. Yeah. The one Pokedex entry does say it's a hard leaf shield. So I guess. Hard leaf. Yeah. After deflecting attacks with its hard leaf shield, it strikes back with its sharp leak stalk. Oh, I actually just realized it's cut off. Like it's actually just cut off the top. If you can can actually take it and just like it lines up with the same cut. He just cut off the the, the top. That's cute. The leak stalk is both weapon and food to surfetched, so which is weird because uh, he, he, he retires when his leak is gone. So, well, and he needs a lot of food because I mentioned this before, but he is almost two hundred and sixty pounds. Wow! <laughs> I still goodness. don't. I'm still not convinced that's entirely the duck. No, definitely not. But he's he's still two foot seven. He doesn't gain any height at all. He is just he goes. Well, from yeah. It's 30 <laughs> to 90 to 260. I think that's all onion. All like they don't want to they don't want to weigh a duck without his onion. Yeah. <laughs> Inseparable. Um, Speaking of, I was very excited to see that the Pokemon Center store has a like a 3 foot long plush leak you can buy. Oh, get oh, out of here, really? Oh, oh yeah. man. How expensive is that? Are we all going to buy them and have a fight? <laughs> it's it's like 35 bucks. <laughs> okay, that's not terrible. Yeah, have a leak. It's pretty good. Not bad. It's like a big neck pillow. I love that. Or like a body pillow you can kind of cuddle up with and spoon. I need to buy that. Um, I don't know. Not intended for use as an actual weapon. Oh, (laughs) is that what it says? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, excellent. Sorry. Something I wanted to say. One more thing to throw in for the end of the episode. That uh, today, upon recording, September twenty eighth. This episode will be out on the 29th is officially the 23rd anniversary of the U.S. release of Pokemon Red and Blue. Oh, happy anniversary, Pokemon. Happy anniversary, guys. 23 Uh, is a big year. We We also have a lot to think about. 
We had a new Pokemon that was announced today. Did you guys see that? Is no. it the the weird giant bug like Scyther evolution? Yeah, Please the new Scyther or... evolution. Or pre-evolution. Right? I guess it could be. We don't know. We know it's related to Scyther. It's uh, one of the uh, Hisuian forms of uh, Scyther. I think we assume it's going to be a alternate evolution. Uh, well, that's for exciting. Like a it's rock. got big axe hands. Yeah. yeah, big axe hands. It's a rock bug type. So kind of looks like Kimbo Slice mixed with Scyther. <laughs> It's got like a sick beard and like cool eyebrows and a little. I thought it was like a monkey at first, yeah. Yeah, no, but everybody was absolutely uh, flabbergasted when they saw that um, online. It, it said that uh, it was related to Scyther because it looks nothing like Scyther. Nothing like Scyther. Just the legs, and that's it. It has like a thorax. Yeah, it's got a it's got a bit of a thorax. I'm always looking at the thorax. It looks very know. monkey-like. I'm a thorax yeah. man. I just like. I still hairdo. don't know why or how they do anything with when they don't actually have like hands. Yeah, right. How do you pee? I was just gonna say that. <laughs> oh, they just you know they just you know free willy you know. <laughs> if you got a scratch, you gotta be real careful, I guess. Yeah. No, <laughs> you <wipe>. just. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I just have a little itch on my butt. I'm gonna slash myself. I'm gonna use fury cutter on my my butt itch. <laughs> Sometimes that's what it takes. <laughs> well, this yeah. has been another episode of Daycare Dittos. Wait, don't do you guys a... want to play the game? Oh, we don't want to play any games? Yeah, I was going to thank Alex, but now... You can thank me later. The best way to thank Alex is by giving him first guess. Yeah, how many mm-hmm. Farfetch cars do you think exist in the world out there? You mean total printed or <laughs> released like variants? Released, just released cars. Oh, I'm going to guess like 10. Okay. I'm going to say 11. 11. Okay. Steven. 14. Okay. Peter. 15. And Dave. 19. All right. Peter takes this one. 16 cards, and they debuted in the base set. Yeah. He was rare. Yep. Good old Ken Sugimari art. Mm -hmm. All right. Surfetch is going to be a little bit more challenging. We didn't mention the fact that Sir Fetch is number 865 in the Pokedex, so he's a very late entrance yeah. into our Pokemon world. So, he's a new guy. Alright, let's take a stab at it. How many cards are there? Four. Okay. Eleven. Three. Okay. Dave? Uh, I want to say two. Okay. Steven, you win again. Yes. Three cards. I knew and it they was debuted. Three. Yep, they did. You knew it was three for real? Yeah, I just didn't want to guess the same he guessed. Aww. <laughs> well, they, deb- they debuted in the Rebel Clash expansion. Because so. there's a V, there a regular rare, and I think they did uh, alt art on the other one. Yeah. But they're good. They're good. Now, these cards look rad. I haven't looked at what new cards look like. Yeah, I love Full Art, Full Art and VMAX and all of the best. They even have a Surfetched plush. So cute. It's kind of small, though. I was just looking at it myself. It is a little <laughs> small, but I like that it has the whole shield-sword combo. Yeah. You know, it's got everything. I got the oh, uh, Sitting the... Cutie Farfetched on clearance one day, and it is very good to throw on your bookshelf. Highly recommend. From Pokemon Center. Yeah, Pokemon Center takes way too much of my money. 
Oh, and then also surfetched and farfetched uh, Galarian form are just fighting types. We never mentioned that either. Yeah, we also never mentioned its unibrow. So <laughs> yeah, it's we also very good. Us. I love that chevron of an eyebrow. It's so good. <laughs> yes, it's also known as the wild duck Pokemon. It's like so. V. Wild duck. Oh, I was just reminded reminded of these weird Pokemon cards. Pokemon cards with like the real goofy looking scribbled drawings on it. I'm looking at the Koro Koro far fetched art. Just real goofy. Yeah. There's some wild ones. There's so many <laughs> that like they had just kids won a contest and then their oh, yeah. like Crayola art is now on a Pokemon card forever. That's great. It's though. so cool. And now their art is like collectibles. Exactly. And now so, they're our age probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well Alex, thank you so much for taking the time to join daycare dittos from your busy schedule with oh, an God. incredible podcast is there anything you'd like to plug yeah <laughs> i mean you guys kind of did it for us we uh well we just hit our 100th episode of every Aww, FNFF congrats. Last week. thank you it's yeah. it's been wild like i've said before it was like the best thing that could have happened in the last few years because beginning of the pandemic i basically submitted this podcast as like a resume so now i have a full-time job audio editing uh, for That's audiobooks so and stuff cool. it's so weird but <laughs> now i have like no time to actually edit because i keep like pushing the bar for myself and trying to make it sound way better than it deserves to be but uh it's it's been a it's been a such a pride and joy working on and uh yeah it, it's, it's, it's wild it's how many people listen best produced pro- podcasts that i personally listen to um because most of the podcasts that i listen to have like <laughs> zero expertise in there and you just put so much love and care in there yeah there's been a few episodes where we like oh curse just stopped recording so we had to like punch in his he basically had to reproduce like a half an hour of a conversation <laughs> where he just talked to our recordings of carl and i yeah <laughs> he must uh, have loved that oh, uh, then like two seasons ago where i forgot to hit record and i just like replaced it with like a microsoft sam instead but everyone else is still reacting as if i'm still there it's really bizarre but we make it work it's a miraculous that's only happened twice so far so in 100 episodes that's incredible that's incredible yeah i mean on this podcast we've never had audio issues ever ever Uh, yeah uh yeah um and i mean when you said setting the bar high you guys have achieved that and expand beyond that every single time in content and quality if you guys aren't listening to it now with everything we've said Hopefully now you will join. Great time to hop on with one of the most intense Final Fantasy games storyline wise. And I didn't expect that until I started playing it. So, yeah, I was really happy and surprised. Like old games, you kind of just assume are going to be pretty rudimentary and yeah. a lot of like using your imagination to fill out all the, the details. But I've been really enjoying Final Fantasy four. It's very cinematic for the limitations that they had at the time. And it's, it's been great. I'm, I'm excited to wrap this season up too, so we can move on to the next one. Anything but slow, this podcast. That that I mean that uh, that that game. game. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot happens. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. But yeah, um, thank you again for having me. It's a pleasure to be a part of a podcast I don't have to edit. Yeah, it's funny because I barely edit. You know, I almost set you up like, what if I was a guest editor? <laughs> uh, don't tempt me ever. <laughs> because it needs to go live in, uh, what, 
10 hours? <laughs> Nine Holy hours? Shit. Seven hours? You got so, it. All right. We're just printing the disc. We're just, yeah. I'm. This is just going live. I'm just streaming this out into the world. All right. Well, I'm going to start editing. And to you guys, have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thanks again. <laughs>